Hello, everybody. This is Foxy Foxy, and this is also the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up to this mountain hall wrestling. That's right. And by now, all of you people at home should be saying it with me, you are my Sherpa. That's right. But like every good Sherpa, you got to find someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And who's entering the ring today? Well, you can find her at IWA Vintage Pro, NYWC, JCW, JWA, IHPW, WOW, and AWA. She is known by many names, but today she is known simply by Foxy Foxy. Wow. You did homework. <laughs> have to, have to, right? Like that's that's what all good people should be doing, at least if they're not. They're Agreed. Not, they're not doing it. Yeah, they're not doing justice. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so we actually met at IWA Vintage Pro, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of felt like we just hit it off, like two yes. friends who just like hadn't seen each other in years. Um, but then I found out that you actually had taken off a period of time and that you were just coming back so i was kind of curious like like what happened with the break and then what made you want to come back um well i i was in wrestling from 1998 to 2010 and uh it was a good story and yet a bad story as to why i left the good part is uh i got pregnant with my husband and i's second son uh the bad part was Um, at the time I was still working and I wasn't sure if I wanted to come back or not after having our child, but the company made it very apparent how they felt about me and me wanting to ever come back. So they, uh, they made it so that I just didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. So that's why I left. (laughs) Uh, admittedly I was bitter for a long time with wrestling And um, it wasn't until the past two years when the whole pandemic had started where uh, I decided to write, start writing a memoir about the wrestling days that I was in. And it like it heals a lot of that bitterness. Mm. And I started enjoying wrestling again and talking to some of my old friends. And then uh, Cade, who I had managed once back in like 2000. Evan, we're still friends. He hit me up and he's like, Hey, would you be interested in managing me? And at first I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. So then a year and a half flew by and he asked me again and I'm like, all right, yeah, let's do it. Let, let me get in that final run so that I could leave wrestling happily and the way that I want to, and just get my final hoorah in. <laughs> you know, it's, it's awesome though, because like, getting to talk to you like you're just so high energy and so much fun to be around and I was like yo like there's and it's kind of funny because like I and we actually just had Kate on and if anybody's watching this Kate's episode probably came out like two episodes before um but like there's just like this sharp contrast between like the two of you but when you're out there your dynamic works so well together and it was like I was just I was excited because I was like yo this is just a whole different kind of atmosphere that I'm used to. And I, <laughs> granted, I've only been in for just just a little over two years, but mm-hmm. uh, 
it was just fun. And I was like, yo, I get to talk to someone. And he's like, yeah, we got this. And you're like, yeah, I got that. And I was like, I'm just here to do a job. And this is awesome. And I was just so glad you guys made it so easy for me to be able to come in and work with y'all. Oh, no, you were great to work with, too. Because, I mean, I hadn't been in a locker room in, what, 12, almost 12 years. So I'm like, all right, what are these people going to be like? What What is, is the opponent going to be like, eh, a manager? Because, you know, some people were like, were like that. I don't know about this anymore. You know, so I'm like, oh, how's this going to be? How's this going to go? Am I still going to be able to, you know, be as sharp as I used to? But, like, y- you were easy to talk to, you know, and just bouncing the ideas off of each other. I'm like, all right, I got this. I know you got this. And if you don't, I got it. Don't worry. It just, it meshed so well that I, I couldn't have been happier with how everything went. Yeah. Uh, so you said, like, you were writing a book. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, I want to know more about this because, you did say like it's your memoir and I'm just yes how did this all come to be and like what's making you <laughs> want to continue doing it um other than wrestling I've always been little miss writer never published because I was always one of those I'll write it I'll do something with it and I never did but then um the whole speaking out movement in wrestling happens and part of me got pissed off over it because during that same time a lot of the uh you know the wrestling stands you know those they're they're very uh pro diva era and pro women back in the attitude era and blah 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 and i'm just sitting around in my house like y'all have no idea what really went down back then like you you guys have no idea like the 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 shit that we had went through as women on the indies during that time period because we were expected to do what was on tv you know like we wanted to manage and or wrestle but we were expected to do evening out matches and bra panties matches now mind you when i had to do that i was 18 and not happy with it (laughs) and then you know when when speaking out came up you know i was happy that it was happening i'm glad women are finally like hey this happened this happened blah 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 but the part about it that pissed me off was like that, well, not me per se. If I had a problem with somebody back then, I said it, I, I still will. But it was more a matter of you guys are able to do that because of all the bullshit we all went through back in my time. Back in my day, <laughs> I hate saying that. Back in my day, you know, uh, like women on the indie scene were like, horribly horribly like defamed and ridiculed and mocked and all like via message boards anonymously to the point where it got personal i had anonymous fans saying that my kids weren't my husband's and my one girlfriend like a promoter was pissed off at her because of something she wouldn't do so he anonymously would post things about her children and and just the things that were said I don't think a lot of people would be able to hack it considering the things that we went through. And then not only that, knowing, knowing who would post about you and say all these things about you, even though it's anonymous, like we all knew, like the paper trail was really short, having to face them and pretend you don't know, because you got to, you know, it's part of the business. You keep your mouth shut. You don't want to, you don't want to seem like you're hard to work with and all this other stuff. And the sisterhood that's out there now, there wasn't one back from my time, like 98 to like 2010-ish. There, there was 
no sisterhood. And again, it just pissed me off where it was like, you guys are speaking out and that is great. You guys have each other now and that is great. And then you're giving credit to like attitude era women who dealt with the, that kind of gave you guys that leeway to create the sisterhood and create the speaking out move. It's, it's like all these little things. So it just made me say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to write about this. I'm going to write about everything that happens. I'm going to write about what it was like when I started training and I was the only female, how I was one of the boys on one hand, but on the other hand, I'm a girl in wrestling and just having to constantly prove yourself ringside, prove yourself in a locker room that you're not there for the sex that you're actually there to work and how, no matter how much training and experience I had, it was just a constant cycle of doing it over and over and over again. And I mean, I don't know how much, again, I've only done one show so far, so I don't know how much the wrestling world is doing, but I even went so far as including like my depression from back then and how it escalated into the wonderful world of, you know, painkillers and after show drinking and such. So it, it's, it was just a fed up moment. It's like, fuck this. I need some redemption here and I am going to tell everyone how it actually was. Oh no, that's awesome. And it's great that you have a platform that you can actually express yourself out to. And that's why I like, I feel like this, this show here too, right. is another kind of outlet that I like to have people just be able to come out and just kind of bent out about things that happened. Mm-hmm. I've talked to like different women, especially for the speaking out movement. I thought that it was a long time coming and it should have mm-hmm. been done sooner, but by all means, like it is what it is. And I was very much appreciative of like getting able to speak to a lot of different women who had a lot of different stories that were like, yo, like, this is not how it is. They're like, this is what it was like. And I talked to a lot of them off camera. We could talk about two off camera too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was like, damn, I was like, that's uh-huh. crazy. Um, but we got to bring it up. We got to lighten it up. Right. So yeah. uh, it was funny. So I hit you up <laughs> after, <laughs> after the match with Kate at IWA. Because I legitimately jumped in my car, turned on my uh, my music player, right? Uh, I was listening to Apple Music. I'm driving my car, and the first song that plays is Foxy Foxy by Rob Zombie. And I hit you up. I was just like, I, it's, it's like you're haunting me right now, right? What I yep. didn't tell you was that the next day, it happened again. <laughs> I did it. I just hit the shuffle, and they got me twice. And I was like, I really can't get away. That's <laughs> really that witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> so for a generation of people who may not know who you are who is foxy foxy um oh dear god uh foxy foxy right now at the very moment that we're speaking she is a she's a wanderluster she's a avid reader i'm always reading like i was in the locker room with a book <laughs> you know that's just what some things never change i used to do that back then too um I, i'm a total dork in real life uh i love dungeons and dragons <laughs> i watch uh, critical role which that's on tonight that's why i was like huh uh, how long is the show gonna be because i watch a dungeons and dragons campaign at like 10 o'clock at night <laughs> uh i love music all kinds it's like my soul is in music uh i'm a mom i'm a wife and i like creepy things like, I love creepy things. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. Uh, yo, so 
what what got you into the sport of wrestling? Uh, two things figuratively, one thing literally. Uh, first was Miss Elizabeth. Uh, I'd always watched wrestling with my family. And Miss Elizabeth had always stuck out to me in the world of wrestling. Because at that time, her and Sensational Sherry were the only main females that I would see. Uh, so, of course, I'm like, ooh, I want to be a wrestling manager. And um, that dream kind of faded a little bit. Because after Miss Elizabeth, all that was shown was like, you know, the really skinny, busty blondes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't have a chance in hell of ever being in wrestling. Fuck that. And then my dad, he had a really messed up work schedule. So my dad said to me one day, you got to watch ECW on MSG really, really late at night. I think you'll like it. I'm like, all right, cool. So I watched ECW and I'd seen like, um, I'd seen the Queen of Extreme Francine and Beulah. And I was like, I could do that. I could manage because, you know, they're, they're average looking. I'm average looking. I could do that. And they're getting in the ring and doing things that I hadn't seen women do if they weren't wrestlers. I'm like, I could do that. So those were the two main inspirations that wanted me like to really join the wrestling business. But this was like 1997, 98 houses don't have internet yet. (laughs) Schools didn't have computers yet. I'm like, how do I do this? Like, where do I go? And um, because the whole Stone Cold era was so big, indie shows were starting to pop up more and more around town. And my dad had gotten tickets to an indie show. And inside their their paper flyer, because they used to do those, uh, was a flyer for the uh, East Coast Professional Wrestling School. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Um, considering I didn't plan on going to college, like that wasn't really my thing, I convinced my parents that wrestling school was like my college and we they signed me up they said all right fine you know you've been talking about this since wrestlemania 7 it's fine and i signed up when i was 17 and a senior in high school and the the rest is history as they say (laughs) no that's awesome though so you've been in the ring and as a manager as a worker so then i'm kind of curious like uh What's the worst bumps you've taken? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, worst bump that I've taken. Um, I was doing a mixed tag match with my husband at NYWC. And uh, our opponents were two guys. One that was like my size, my height. So it like made sense in the realm of intergender. And um, his partner was like bigger and more jacked. So I told the guy uh, towards the end to take me out, do a sit-down powerbomb, because I feel a sit-down powerbomb looks looks harsher. You know, you're going down with your body, so it looks like it makes more of an impact. I'm like, you know, I'll be dead. It's cool. And he decided last minute without telling me that that he's just going to give me a regular powerbomb. And had I not known how to protect myself, I'd have been fucked up. But luckily, I saw that he wasn't going down, so I was able to, like, protect myself. It still fucked up my back a little bit because I wasn't really prepared to be that high up and go down without full protection. Right. But that one was pretty rough. Really rough. <laughs> <laughs> so after a show, everybody has, like, that post-match ritual, right, where they got to go get something to eat. So I need to know. Mm-hmm. 
what's your uh what's your what's your post-match ritual what's your post-match snack slash meal uh well after iwa it was cheetos <laughs> I, I had a bag of cheetos in my book bag for the show because i i like i'm not even gonna lie this is the show first show back i put a lot of pressure on myself and i went into like extreme diet and workout mode and i always have a pre-show ritual where i won't eat the day of a show um you know nerves and all that and i i have seen a lot of guys like shit themselves in the ring so it's like no i'm not gonna eat before a show <laughs> so I purposely packed a bag of Cheetos the night before my book bag. I'm like, this is my post-show meal. I can't wait to have a bag of Cheetos. And I did. The minute I was done, I didn't even change out of my clothes. I'm like, let's get my Cheetos. I cracked open the bag. Like, anybody want some Cheetos? <laughs> so that was my that was my new post-show ritual. Uh, my old post-show ritual was uh, just once the show was done, Go to the local Applebee's or the local Ruby Tuesdays. Those are where the the indie wrestling water holes. Okay, and <laughs> get the two for one drinks. <laughs> that doesn't sound that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Uh, right? Yeah, because it's funny because like I know a lot of people look at me kind of weird when I'm at the show because like I have a bag of jelly uh, gummy bears that I just eat like, and I have a few of them. Like I don't I don't like gorge out, but I have a couple of them mm-hmm. because uh, it helps with my anxiety. So yeah, <laughs> I, definitely. I know, I know, I know. Definitely, a couple people were in the back, and they saw me at IWA, and I was just like, I and I just act like it was no big deal. I'm just like snacking away. Everywhere, like, why do you have gummy bears? They're like, are they CBD? So like, no, they're just a bag of gummy bears because I like gummy bears. <laughs> no, that's smart. I should have done that because I, I get my anxiety spikes a bit here and there. It used to be really bad at shows. I just never thought of bringing anything like that i should do that because that's a great idea i think it just snaps me out of like that mode because if i start thinking about it too much like something always happens right uh mm-hmm. at pwx this was like this is like oh two weeks before iwa uh i we were first on the show and i didn't get a chance to kind of like eat a couple gummy bears so i just didn't have any mm-hmm. and uh i got taken over the top rope and my buddy was laying on my hand as I'm going over the top, and so I didn't have a chance to like place my hand and hit both my shins on the on the tall boy uh, oh. right on the metal bar. Yeah, and just messed up Oof. my shins horribly. And uh, yeah, you got in your own head. You need you need your thing. I need my thing. So the, yeah. next, the next week, I mean, yeah, the next week and the week after, I'm sitting eating gummy bears, and guess what? I'm not gonna say things weren't flawless, but yeah. they were a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> So, wow. a long time in, a long time out. Now you're mm-hmm. back. What's one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn in the business? <sighs> um, it's funny because it's still one that I'm learning till this day, and it's like I kick myself and say I should know better. But in the same right, it's like I'm older, I shouldn't because that's not how life should be. It's that the ones that you support don't support you back. Like that's, I realized that a lot back in my first time there where, you know, it was always a matter of who's your friend, who's not your friend, who's loyal, who's not loyal. And, you know, I'm always, I'm one of those people that will support you like crazy if you're my friends and, you know, I'm loyal to a fault as well when it comes to like my friends and the people that I love. And 
it just sucks because back then those things were never really reciprocated on my end, but it was easier to shrug off because, you know, you're younger, you got more friends, whatever. But now that I'm older, like I'm seeing it happen still again, like ever since I started writing the memoir and it's like, yo, I'm 40. Do we really have to do this? Like, (laughs) you know, and then the bitch of it is that no matter what, I, I still support these other people and I'm still loyal to them. I feel like shit, but hey, just so you know, I'm still clapping for you. So I feel that. I feel yeah. that. I know it's it's something that it got taught to me by my mentor. Uh that you know, like you you're gonna have a lot of not not you're gonna have a lot of acquaintances and you're gonna have mm-hmm. a lot of friends, and then you're gonna have your team, and you're gonna have the people who are in your corner. Mm-hmm. And I when it got broken down to me. And I'm, I'm 37, I'm 36, turning 37. I was like, I've never heard that. And it makes the most sense in the right? entire world. I was like, wow. It does. So like, yeah. I know my circle and I know the people who are in my circle and I know the people who are on my team. Mm-hmm. But I really know who's like, when push comes to shove, I know who's in the corner. Damn right. <laughs> so what kind of advice would you have for upcoming wrestlers? <sighs> um... The best thing that I could always say is just to make sure this is something you definitely want to do. Because once wrestling's in your system, it's so hard to get out of your system. You know, they always say wrestling is the drug, and it really is. Like, there's just something about it. Maybe it's the adrenaline or, or like, the fan appreciation or just the athleticism. But, like, something about it sticks to you, and it's, it sticks no matter what i mean i was out of it for 12 years but i always still had that thing of wow this would make great entrance music and you know thinking of gimmicks and names it's like it always sticks with you so if this is something you want to do definitely make sure it's something you want to do like because wrestling is a long haul thing because even if you're not in it wrestling sticks with you forever you know whether it be by injuries because we all know how those go you know, and just just generally, you'll never look at wrestling the same ever, ever again. Like you could be casually watching WWE with like a niece or a nephew and you're going to sit there critiquing it yep. and not truly enjoying it the way you used to, because now, you know, so <laughs> that's, know. That, yeah, that's always like the first thing I say is like, it's going to stick. So that's always and first and foremost. The funny thing was, like, the first year that I was in, I was able to kind of pull myself out and just kind of, like, enjoy things as a fan, right? Mm-hmm. And I would see things all the time, but I was like, ah, oh, that was cool. Oh, that's cool. Now I'm, like, watching back. I'm like, botch. Nope. <laughs> right? I had done that. That mm-hmm. was dumb. Here comes the setup. Okay, we're down. All right, we're up. And I'm like, oh, man. Because mm-hmm. I was I was at a I was at an AEW event, right? And uh, I'm watching. And I'm sitting there talking with a friend of mine. I was like, check this out. And I called, like, move her move. <laughs> what was going to happen? <laughs> and my friend was like, why do you know this? And I was like, I, you know what? I was like, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. I was like, you find yourself just, like, watching and repeating. And you're like, all right, uh, yep, here comes an arm drag. Here comes, all right, now they're going to lock back up. Here comes the wrist lock. Uh, oh, now they're in a corner spot. Here's where they're talking. Next spot coming up. <laughs> I was just like, I I hate that I'm watching this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so, so true. Like, like 
I don't watch the pay-per-views or anything. My kids do, but when they watch them, when we watch them all together for the big, big ones, I'll start casually watching it. And then next thing you know, I'm on Twitter, like ranting and raving. I'm like, this fucking move was, like, oh my God, it's so bad. <laughs> like, why is everybody hitting super kicks and Canadian destroyers? This doesn't make any sense. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Listen, those are all my heavy hitting questions, right? But we do have the second best segment on the Three Count Podcast coming up. You're probably wondering what's the first. It's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the Three Count Podcast, 10 Count Questions. And Foxy, this is how it works. Yep. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. And uh, whatever's your answer, that's your answer. Okay. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. <laughs> Bing! And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? Uh, Jawbreaker. Oh, I love that movie. Right? <laughs> yes. That's a great pick. <laughs> Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite color? Olive green. Okay. Sonic or Mario? Mario. Favorite submission? <laughs> <laughs> I went dirty minded. <laughs> I went totally dirty minded. Uh, uh, what, what, uh, the crossface. Okay. Night owl or early bird? Uh, I'm an early bird. <laughs> Not by choice. Favorite podcast? Mine, Manic Mixtape. There we are. <laughs> uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this show. Ooh. Damien Dragon. Okay. And then last but not least, my favorite question asked every single person who comes on this podcast, favorite curse word. Fuck. It's what you need in life, right? Good F-bomb is always necessary. It, it could be used as a verb, a noun, an adjective. A, a, it's everything. So you probably remember this. Remember there was that, that uh, YouTube video that came out. It was like the history of the F word. Yes. Like, I love that video. And I'm trying to get it to go viral. I'm trying to get it to like, I don't know if you re-viral something. I'm trying to get it to go viral again. So yeah. I've been telling everybody, I'm like, go check out. Because I put, I found a way, uh, sorry, YouTube, to download the videos. And I put it up on my TikTok. And I was like, if you have not seen this video yet, please go yes. watch it. It's such a great <laughs> one. Such an awesome video. But those are all my questions that I do have to ask. But the only thing I need from you, Foxy, is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. I am all over social media at the same handle, which is at Viva Foxy Foxy. That's V-I-V-A-F-O-X-Y-F-O-X-X-Y. That's me on Twitter. It's Instagram, my YouTube, my Spotify, my Pinterest. That's the same handle everywhere, though I'm primarily on Instagram. So you might want to find me there. So that's, it's just so easy. Like I do the same mm -hmm. thing. All my handles are all the same. So when people ask me, they're like, where can I find you? I'm like the underscore red dog 85, all social media platforms. This is so easy. Exactly. <laughs> but Hey, she gave you her handles. You guys know where to find her. She told you if you guys want to chat with her, go to Instagram. So anyway, like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Into Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Lair, the man that leads you out this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's into ring. 
You see her right there. Viva Foxy Foxy. You guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro and then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys. And we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.